0: The Spanish Announce
1: Table. It is episode 426 of the Spanish Announce Table. We had a great AEW Dynamite last night. Speaking of AEW Dynamite, Tom, over there, Tom, and I, Tim, will be going live in person to AEW Dynamite next week in Kansas City, uh, in, in Independence, in independence Missouri. Missouri, right.
2: Put some respect on the name. <laughs> Home of the 33rd president of these United States of America, Harry S. Truman. What does the S stand for? Fucking nothing. Because the parents said, you picked the middle name. And he said, you know what? I don't want one. So it was S the entire time of his life. I ran a faster 40 than him. Guess what we're also doing next week? Well, it's me, not you. I'm going back to my high school, into my high school gym, and I'm going to fucking dunk on Big Show, Satnam Singh. I'm going to cross up Kenny Omega. You you young ass boys, you're going to fucking get this work too. Ooh, when a 37-year-old motherfucker that won the first game in that gym comes in and fucking takes you out?
0: What the fuck are you going to do? I'm
2: going I'm to play him. I'm not playing them for money either. You know what I'm going to do? I'm playing them for a job. I'm going to say, I got a fucking storyline for Luchasaurus. I fucking beat you in whatever competition. Uh I get that fucking storyline.
1: I I get a feeling you're going to try to go up against Big Show and you're going to come back with like bruises that spell out Spalding on your forehead.
2: (laughs) No pain, no gain. I don't give a fuck out. Like, I already got a tumor. What else can go wrong? Like, I don't care about my well-being. I care about the glory.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what up mm-hmm. yeah. huh
2: hey oh i'm gonna get my ass kicked but it's gonna be fun i tell you that much Woo. so tuesday Tim does sound do do fun qu- honestly it does yeah. sound
1: fun um wish i could be at that but i will be wednesday night at dynamite uh so if anybody's in the kansas city metropolitan area or nearby and are going to AEW dynamite uh let us know we might you know acknowledge you from across the room if you prove to us that you subscribe to the channel maybe Possibly, maybe, possibly, possibly. Hey, Just let us know, dude. I've actually got a quick side quest here. I actually
2: have a big couple days of a, of pro wrestling fun coming up. So tomorrow, we're recording this on a Thursday. If you're listening later, tomorrow is Saint Patrick's Day. I'm going to Independence, uh-huh. and I'm going to meet Seamus on Saint Patrick's Day. Name something better than meeting Seamus on Saint Patrick's Day. That I don't, is don't think you awesome.
1: can. That is really cool. Saturday, poor guy's gonna have to hear so many, <laughs> so many jokes.
2: <laughs> Saturday, I'm meeting Kevin fucking Nash.
1: Nice. And then Tuesday, it's one of my all-time favorites. I was reminded of Kevin Nash when the wife and I were watching the latest Magic Mike movie. Uh, he was in it, and, and Kevin Nash is in it. And I was, and, and uh, before that. My wife was like did we ever see all the Magic Mike movies right so she was like there was one on Netflix she was like let's watch that one right why oh. not whoa man why shouldn't oh. we watch this too? so so we watched that and I was just like I was the whole time I was like by the way this guy's not acting I was like this is just this is mm-hmm. Kevin Nash and this is all we've known him to be that's gonna yeah. be super fun he's got to be super awesome
2: and then Tuesday I'm crossing up Kenny Omega yeah Wednesday, we going to Dynamite oh my God yeah I tell you what so I'm from we- that I'm from that and one generation. I'm gonna put the fucking ball in my shirt and hit it around.
1: You're like the professional. Oh
2: yeah, hot (laughs) sauce. I'm half man, half amazing. What's up, huh? Always ready.
1: Always ready like lunch meat.
2: Uh huh. Come on.
1: (sighs) What that's getting you super excited, and I'm excited to see you get that excited. What else is exciting to me right now is what's going on in the chat right now. So if you are listening back to the podcast later, and you hear me talking about the chat, and you don't know what I'm talking about. Now you're about to get informed. We do this live on YouTube each week. You can watch us, you can interact with us, and the other folks watching us live through the YouTube chat. And right now we got Jeffrey Sills who says, "Shout out them boys, Tim and Tom." Can't wait to talk about this dynamite, and we will be talking about dynamite. We got Theo P giving us thumbs up, asking if we're getting snowed in. It is snowing right now. I don't like that at all. It is. It's snowing like crazy out where I live, at least. By the way, this is a fun fact. Tom and I are both broadcasting to you live from Kansas City, but we are not in the same city, nor are we in the same state. Uh, yeah. And then Adam Pearson is in the chat. The I, legend, the legend, the 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 superstar, the famous celebrity, Adam Pearson. It still it boggles my mind every time I see him. I'm like, I know somebody famous. Right? Mm-hmm. like how fun is that he's awesome he has a spanish hey, announce table shirt by the way so if you want to be cool like a celebrity you should get a spanish announce table shirt at pro wrestling tees That's actually like, yeah. adam
2: adam i'm i'm gonna make one request though you've got the old school the ones that tim couldn't mail out on time you got that spanish announce table t-shirt
1: accusations
2: <laughs> false i know they're very <laughs> <ain't> false <laughs> But Adam, we have a pro wrestling T store. Search Spanish announce table. You can get yourself a soft one of those soft goods. Yeah, much Spanish better quality.
1: Tea. You have some choices in there. You can you can get a tank top. I believe I thought I saw Ooh. like you were saying, Tom. It's, uh-huh. it's in the choice of like T shirt. Yeah, like type. Yeah, yeah. Do that and folks, keep joining the chat, talking to each other, talking to us. We love that. And Tom. Uh, We're going to go to Dynamite next week. And by the way, I think Tom's going to do the show solo the day after because I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be closer to Jeffrey Sills, who who says uh, he's down there in South Florida, but not close enough, I don't think, uh, to make anything happen there. I'll be up in North Florida for a couple days. So, Tom, uh, maybe that'll be our highest listenership. Folks know I'm not around. They can just get straight to the quality.
2: if we go back to the history of this show, we know of the two – who they don't like? Okay, <laughs> like, it's not a not a. I've not made a some enemies thing. along my yeah.
1: podcasting. Ways. I had
2: someone threatened to fucking drive a semi truck into my butthole. Okay,
1: so. <laughs> Adam Pearson in the name. chat says, "Why would I get a tank top? I love my girlfriend." Okay, <laughs> all right.
2: More all right. reason. More get reason. Get your girl. Yeah. Get your girl a tank top, huh?
1: Show up the guns. It's uh,
2: unisex. It's unisex. Get your girl a tank top.
1: Yep. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jeffrey Stills will be in the Pensacola area. Yeah. He's Pensacola. Pensacola. Coca-Cola. Be down there for a brief blip in time, seeing some family, and then I'll be skirting out, back out. Maybe catching K-State if they're still playing uh, basketball. Might be having to watch them at some sort of establishment uh, mm. uh, because the NCAA March Madness is underway, and that makes me happy. I'm excited. But – Pro wrestling is also yeah. happening right now, and AEW Tim. Dynamite last went last night. God, wasn't that fun? I had a blast watching it last night. What did you
2: think? Well, so Tim, you're going to Florida, and I have uh, to ask: Are you going
1: to a rebar mitzvah? I am not going to a rebar mitzvah. Well, last night we ask got to if we can see. Make it one.
2: Yeah, well, last night we got to see a rebar mitzvah as it kicked off AEW Dynamite. So here we go with the rundown. Uh, as mentioned, we get MJF walking out with ladies on his arm. Uh, He does his standard, that girl goes by, that girl goes by, that girl goes by. This one gets made out with. Now, peeking behind the curtain, last time he did that, that was with his current girlfriend, future fiance, future apparently, whether it's a shoot or not, uh, they broke up and now he's making out with this girl. So who knows about the dirt sheets, whether that is his actual girlfriend, we don't care, but I'm just saying Uh, that's how it was last time. So we'll see how it is this time but he makes his way into the ring. He is to the best of my knowledge, which he said, and I'm going to believe because it doesn't feel like he would lie about the religion. He was authentic in his presentation at a bar mitzvah with the uh, head wear, and then apparently he had some like uh, decorations on his arms. I saw that like before the show started, he did a type of thing like that. So He was authentic as possible for a bar mitzvah, but this was a re-bar mitzvah because now he says, uh, as a bar mitzvah goes, when you turn 13, you get a bar mitzvah because you're turning into a man. Well, now that he beat Brian Danielson, he's doing a re-bar mitzvah because now he is Iron Man, right? And that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. We get, we get everything fun here. Talks about how uh, Shawn Michaels is bre- better than Bret Hart, which is a fact. Uh, he talks about how his religion's the best, up for debate, I guess. And then he says nothing because Jungle Boy walks out. And here is the best of my knowledge the first time we get a WWE trope in AEW where Jungle Boy walks out. And he says, I got a microphone. Here's my first words. Uh, And Sammy Guevara walks out. And Sammy Guevara grabs the microphone. And he goes, here's my first words. It's a, uh." and then Darby Allen walks out. And so here, as we're led to believe, the four pillars of AEW are all now sharing a ring (laughs) at the same time. And long story short, the three of them, Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, in unison say they want a title shot at MJF. Now, each one makes their case. Uh, Jungle Boy says that MJF cheated. And so obviously if it's a fair fight. He could beat him. Sam Guevara says that uh, he was always told to be the bump guy for Chris Jericho. He's better than that. So he can beat MJF. Darby Allen says this is the only place that allows me to be me. So that's why I should be the champ. And then MJF says, you guys all fucking suck. <laughs> so what would you think about the Four Pillars promo?
1: I I like how fun this was, right? I like the jabs that they're throwing at each other. I think, you know, th- they're having fun doing this. Uh, and, like, I, I get it. And I liked it. With the caveat of it felt a little all over the place at times, right? So Jungle Boy, his he's saying... Hey, I'm breaking the fourth wall, right? You don't have to be on elevation. You don't have to be on Dark. I've been coming up through the whatever. And it was like, okay. All right, so we're not kayfabe in this storyline, right? And then Sammy Guevara comes out, and he just, he felt out of place, even later when Darby Allin comes out. Because at least Darby Allin and Jungle Boy have had these kind of big moments as single stars, recent Mm -hmm. wins and feuds. uh, eh, And then, Sammy Guevara felt a little out of place there. I mean, I get it because it's the four pillars and we're doing that, but he kind of goes weirdly a bit, not off script, but it was just off character, right? He's sh- kind of shitting on the idea that he had to be with Jericho and off Jericho's fall guy. Oh, but I'm still in that Jericho group. And by the way, fuck all of y'all, right? Like mm-hmm. it was just, it felt a little off. But for, as a standalone, if you're like, oh, the four pillars are here and here it is, like if you don't know a lot of these backstories, I think it was like an A-plus moment. To me, I just... I wish we would have found a little better ways to tie those in, but Hey, you know, two hour <laughs> show, what are you going to do?
2: Yeah, I think it was, it was fun because there was that weaving in and out of breaking kayfabe, kayfabe. because for example, like Darby Allen, he talked about how, Hey, this promotion is the best promotion because it allows someone like me to be authentically me, which is kind of breaking character, right? You're saying what I'm portraying as actually not a character. It is who I am. But then he goes back into kayfabe where he says, and I can beat you with a side uh, headlock takedown or whatever that was, right? And that was their past storyline where MJF said he could beat him in that manner. He hits him with the diamond ring and then does so. Uh, So then we go back into the storyline. Same with Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy talks about, all the trials and tribulations of going through things that MJF didn't have to do because he was pushed in a certain way, which Jungle Boy didn't get that opportunity. But then he goes back into the storyline of saying, "But the last time we fought, you cheated," which is like obviously, you know what I mean? Not a that that's going to kayfabe. I agree with you to a certain extent, which it puts him in a hard position because Sammy Guevara is the heel, so it's hard for him to on a dime just go, "Hey guys." believe in me. I I'm a, I'm a hardworking AEW original. And it's like, yeah, but we kind of fucking hate you. Remember that part, right. you know? So their thing was fun. I will say Sammy Guevara did, uh, get one up on MJF, I think on the, uh, retort from MJF where he says, Oh, it's Sammy. I'm going to propose to another girl in seven months Guevara. And then he goes, well, didn't you get dumped from your fiance? And I was like, Goddamn MJF, that sucks. Now, here's the thing that I want your opinion on. So I personally love the MJF promos. I mean, it's always a highlight. There's some morsel of truth that gets me interested, or there's a one-liner that I end up you know, messaging you saying, what the fuck was that, right? Something like that. However, starting to hear a theme from a Ricky Starks, from a Jungle Boy, from a Darby Allen from an Eddie Kingston from a Brit Baker that says, Hey, we're fucking tired of every episode. 20 minutes is MJF story time where he gets to tell us some fucking weird thing from his childhood. How do you feel about that?
1: Um, well, I'm not tired of those yet. And those entertain me more than a lot of the names you said on a very consistent basis. Now, is that because they're not getting the same TV time? I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. Um, certainly the Baker and the, and the Eddie Kingston, I think could match those kind of promos, but like, I, 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 Hey, look, man, I think he's one of the best heels going in the business period. So I feel like you would be giving him a lot of TV time for storytelling purposes, wherever he goes.
2: Yes, I I, I agree. The thing with the thing that I will say in the kind of consistent criticism you're hearing from his colleagues, other wrestlers that I somewhat do agree with is as great as his promos are. And they're fucking awesome. Like I said, each week, there's something that I remember, right? Whether it's pulling the girl into the driver's seat because he didn't want to get in trouble, or it's the origin story of how CM Punk broke his heart, you know, all of this stuff. But I will say there's kind of a formula, right? We're getting this formula of MJF says, you think you're more, fill in the blank than me, vicious, uh, more of a wrestler, more of a wrestling fan, love this business, whatever that is. And then it's, you've got to go through all of this to get to me. And it's like, Wardlow did that. CM Punk did that. Brian Danielson did that. Chris Jericho had to do it. So that would be my criticism is I'm not necessarily tired of the 20 minutes every time we're going to get an MJF promo, but I will say, if you're going to give me 20 minutes, let's Remix Howard saying this story.
1: But well, I do like about this is it's not that right. We're just going to get this potentially. I'm going to guess here, fatal four way, right for or whatever. Right? I don't
2: know what we're going to get out of this. That's a good question. What uh, do you think happens
1: if we got a standalone fatal four way at the next big thing? And because I feel like again, I don't think any one of these guys are taking the title off of MJF. I don't think that fits in any storyline we're telling right now. But a good way to stall until we've got the next thing for him to be telling in a story is this, right? This little side mm-hmm. quest of the pillars all are like, hey, we're the pillars. Mm-hmm. You got that shot. Like, let's show... Like, we, we're we just as good as you, right? we get to prove it. So now it's this big fatal four-way, and he finds some way to cheat or smooth through that, and maybe we get the next turn in the character there.
2: I've well, one thing that. that... Yeah, and I think Jeffrey Stills is onto something here in the chat where he says, this segment was so good, let's revisit this in a few years. And I think what you could do is that, right? Whatever the next AEW St. Patrick's Day slam or whatever the next big event is. It couldn't be that because that's next week. But you get what I'm saying. Whatever that next yeah. big event is. Yeah. Not pay-per-view. I think you got to do it on a special event, right? Yeah. The, mm. the Road all, or the- Yeah, Road Rangers, Springboro, all that stuff. Winter but if you coming. do, yeah, if you do the four-way match on one of those shows, most likely I agree with you. MJF will come out on top, right? Yeah. But then that, assuming you can resign everyone yeah. 2026, 2027, we say, Hey, remember what we did in 2023?
1: That would be cool. That is the caveat of the sort of the pillars, right? If if we've got to keep them all there to kind of keep making this a theme every few years, uh, unless you work that into it somehow, if one of them leaves, then, you know, they can reference the, the lost member or whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you know what I will say about, uh, about this, you know, temptation to leave and the, Uh, bidding war of 2024 as we do a quick side quest here of the four sammy guevara is the only wwe guy i see jungle boy i think is a little bit too small and i don't think even a triple h will say this young kid if he went in 2024 that's what i'm using as not 2026 you know like next year I think he'd say Jungle Boy's a little bit too small, has the look, has everything, but he'll probably be more of like the uh what they are trying to do with Angel Garza for a second. You know what I'm saying? Like that kind of role, hopefully successful. But you get what I'm saying? Darby Allen, I think they would just bastardize like the Fiend and Bray Wyatt. I think it would just become a character of a spooky emo kid
1: that they never know it, what to do with. Right. Well, MJF. I don't think he knows what to do with it either but but Darby's different than that.
2: <laughs> MJF, I think although yes, I would say of the four he's the most over, he is the strongest of the four pillars. But I would say this. He can't do 70 to 80% of what he's doing in AEW and WWE. Correct. He can't tell the audience to fuck off or hey Texas you guys all uh, all suck. You should have been abortions or say son of a, like he can't do that in WWE. So if he goes over to WWE, That's he funny. then just becomes watered down Miz, right? Sammy Guevara though, can do all the flips and shit has the look. And then, he's a Mexican star, which they're trying to build that next Mexican star fucking put him in there with Dominic Mysterio in in the summer of 2024. You got a program for six months. You know what I mean? So I think of the four, he's the most vulnerable to leave because I think he's the most WWE finished product. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. All right. So the segment ends with MJF getting knocked off the apron and goes into his own cake, which we missed because someone isn't a good producer. That's a broken record, you know that from me, but it
1: sucked. Um, Taz, however, was so fun during this. You know, uh, all of the commentators were, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all of them, but like Taz and Tony Schiavone's like relationship and then the way Xavier, like, or Excalibur still fits in in that, like, right? You know what I mean? He's not just completely this straightforward guy who never gets mm-hmm. into the mix. Like he's got some jokes too, but guy, it was just uh, that whole thing was fun. Talking about the big, beautiful, fluffy hat. Yeah, Uh, You know what I mean? Just all of that. All of it was fun. Oh, and
0: I
2: forgot to touch on this, but this I thought was pretty interesting. So MJF starts the promo off as he walked down the ring with the women with sunglasses on and he starts to cut his promo with sunglasses on and then he takes those fucking sunglasses off and God damn. like those they were. eyes. Like,
1: yeah, no, dude, put it, stop.
2: <laughs> well, no back, shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those eyes were blasted, man. I mean, that was some legit was in a trauma fight. to the face. He was in a fight. God dang, man, I tell you what. Now, I, I, I read why it's that way. It's because if you recall in the post-media scrum or whatever they call it, post-event scrum, he had that knot in his head. And that knot in his head moved down. And so it moved into his eyes. And so that's where the black eyes come from. But still, that shit's got to fucking hurt. i tell you that much. Um, Yeah. Okay. So uh, we get that. And then we move on. We go backstage really quick. Chris Jericho gets uh, a street named after him. Cool. It's probably a dead end. Um,
1: He got a street honorarily named after him right? Like, that's what I took it as, like, they didn't even actually rename the street. They'll just put up another sign that says, like, honorary Chris Jericho Way.
2: I tell you what, those Canadians, who knows what they do up there, right? It's a mystery. Uh, But we go back into the ring, and we get a trios match. Yes. We get Hangman Adam Page, Dark Order consisting of Evil Uno and Canadian Zone Stu Grayson taking on the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio Moxley and Yuta. And so if there was any doubt going into this match is, oh, I wonder if the Blackpool Combat Club, are they heels or or are they just like tweeners? Nope, they're full fucking heels. They proved it in this match. They did every undercut thing you can do. And the match ends because Yuta takes, what was it? uh, It wasn't a chair. It was like some... Lunch object. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was like piped. pipe. That's what it was. Pipe to hangman's face. He's knocked out. Then they go three on two on the rest of the guys. And then they get the pinfall on, I believe, Stu Grayson. I think Stu Grayson tapped out, right? Let me see my notes here. Uh, yeah, I believe so. And
1: then they were, like, working him over yeah. after that.
2: Yeah. Uh John Moxley got the body scissors and then rear naked choke on wouldn't Stu Grayson. Go. That's Yeah, wouldn't let go. And then that brought... um the the johnny hungy and reynolds down and they're going back and forth back and forth and then blackpool combat club middle fingers they're out of here they leave through the crowd which i thought was a good touch fuck the um, backstage we're going out the way we want uh but what what did you think of the trios match uh
1: well um they left um I, when they left, I, like, I thought that exactly the same thing you brought up at the start of this was, well, we just erased everything about the doubt of what Blackpool Combat Club is now, right? Like, we're not cheering for this anymore, which is interesting because everybody loves Moxley in an mm-hmm. AEW crowd. So I, I, I get the feeling like, yeah, they're going to be heels, but it's going to be an interesting take on it. I think people are going to be behind them, and that'll be interesting because, yeah, they just were out to just – they were the fight club, man. They were like, I don't care, right? We're just bloodying mm-hmm. somebody up, hit them with whatever. you fucking give them a Kansas City cunt punt, let's go, mm-hmm. let's fight. Mm-hmm. And That's what they are now. Now, this whole uh, um, Dark Order thing uh, with the Hangman is where it really gets interesting.
2: And we'll put a pin in that because yeah. we come back to it later on in the show, which yeah. we'll get to. Uh, the one thing that I will say is kudos to... The writing team, whether that's just Tony Khan or a group of people or whatever, but they're consistent with the characters. And what I mean by that is if you're checking out Ring of Honor, the Thursday night television show, Claudio's over there. Again, he's the Ring of Honor heavyweight champion and Eddie Kingston's calling him out and he's, you know, pulling on his cape saying i want to fight you claudio and claudio is just giving him the cold shoulder saying eddie is beneath him he doesn't bring honor to wrestling and all of that so i will say credit to them for at least being consistent with their characters where claudio isn't the stereotypical cesaro baby face in ring of honor and then when he comes over to aw he's bastardly blackpool combat club like they're being the same person in both promotions so i do like that
1: yeah teacher. uh jeffrey sills in the chat says blackpool combat club as heels makes me wish regal was back that is true right which we still would have had regal around for that this iteration of the blackpool combat club but it works right just this this group united in just wanting to fuck your shit up i think works pretty well the only
2: thing yeah regal coming back would be fine and i bet you there would be some cool promos and some backstage videos that i would pop for and be like yeah that's the fucking shit i like right to me, no offense to Regal, but he's not a needle mover. I don't – oh, got to see the segment that Regal's yeah. in. He, he's fine. He's fine,
1: right? Yeah, he would deliver but, great stuff there, but as you're saying, I don't think it ma- – it wouldn't put the storyline wildly different. I think, exactly. Right. The
2: thing that I think the Blackpool Combat Club need to address sooner rather than later is Brian Danielson. I, I just don't understand for the yeah. last six yeah. months, what the fuck are we doing? Because – Well, he went home. But my, I don't know. Well, I'm talking even before that, when Moxley lost the title to MJF, Danielson and Claudio and Yuta went down to console him and say like, hey, Regal fucking gave him the ring, right? So it's like he's still adjacent to him. But then ever since Danielson started with MJF, it's like, nope, they're not even fucking friends because Danielson gets jumped. They don't come to help. Vice versa, Blackpool Combat Club fights Dark Order. You know what you can
1: do is just – if he's gone for a bit, if we're peeking behind the curtain, I, I, we don't know that he is. Um, have him be out for a while, right? Have Blackpool Combat Club running amok, causing so much chaos and trouble. And then he comes back like, what in the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like this ain't it. Like true Ooh. combat's in the ring. You motherfuckers. Like, you know what I mean? Without all the bullshit. And they have this little kind of battle of the powers that be of Moxley and Danielson.
2: Well, I got an idea. I'm going I'm to, mm. pu- I'm writing it down so I don't forget it. Um, but I got an idea for
1: Danielson. Okay. Oh, he's got an idea for Danielson. So, if you've got some ideas for Danielson, hop in the YouTube chat, let us know, or send us a tweet, hashtag tweet the table, which we do have one of those that we'll get to later. Uh, we'll Ooh, read those right awesome. here live each week. So, yeah, man, um, I, I, I enjoy the Blackpool Combat Club in this way, albeit mm-hmm. I, I was leery and still a little leery. And again, we're putting a pin on some of this, but. A little leery of this, like, man, is Hangman still embroiled with Moxley in the Blackpool Combat Club? Like, this story ain't over?
2: Well, yeah, let, we'll get to that. And I, I want to save it, because I do want to go in chronological order. I don't want to yeah. jump out, because then it won't make sense for some other things. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, we get the Blackpool Combat Club leaves out the crowd. Then we get a promo package from Juice Robinson. And Juice says, uh, hey, I put your dick in the dirt. Again, I'm paraphrasing. He obviously didn't say that. Uh, and then... He kind of alludes to, and maybe Ricky Starks does a little bit later as well. Maybe Bullet Club is coming to AEW, which earlier in the day was announced on social media. They are doing Forbidden Door 2 up there in the great north of Canada.
1: the, The not forbidden, forbidden door Mm -hmm. mm-hmm so maybe
2: we're building yeah it's
1: the glory hole the AEW glory hole we renamed this already
2: we did I forgot I'm so sorry yes um now maybe that's what we're building to a Ricky Starks and Friends versus the Bullet Club we'll see how that works okay uh then we go into the ring and we get a women's match it's not the main event it is not so it's Pretty weird not that this happened this early. Event. Not even was... before the main
1: event. Well,
2: it's in the first hour.
1: Yeah. before the main yeah. event, but not before the main event. You know what I'm saying? Fuck.
2: It's not the co-main event. Right. Yeah, it's not the <laughs> co-main event. But Jade Cargill uh issued an open challenge to any Canadian, and it was answered by Nicole Matthews. Yeah. Round of applause. Yeah. And this brook. Yeah. And this match lasted probably me reading this match out was probably longer than the match it took so jade cargill wins cool post-match renee paquette gets in there and she's like hey you're 50 was it six seven whatever you're 50 something to mm-hmm. know and, and i love it. Jay cargill goes like is that the best Canada has offer hey bitch aren't you canadian yeah, and like, well, yeah, you she in yeah she's just backing her up she's like, like hey you know. come on like this isn't go to wwe cunt like i don't want to get fucking beat up you know uh and then and then side quest this is where on twitter i've talked about it before but i might talk about it again i just asked a simple question because after uh jade cargill punts renee paquette in the corner uh ty valkyrie comes Mm -hmm. out and i legitimately just said Who's this? Because people were getting not like it was CM Punk, but they were getting like, yeah, and on social media it was so happy for Dave Valkyrie. And I was just like, who? And Jesus Christ, him. You would have thought I asked, Oh, who's my dad? Like, they fucking expect me to know who this blonde lady is. That she's never been in WWE. She hasn't been in AEW. Yeah. So how she's not in GCW. Yeah. So how about? Oh, am I gonna know? she had a
1: brief stint in nxt but the recent more recent nxt which i haven't watched and whatever i knew of tyra valkyrie and i knew of her like standing where like in all the other places she's kind of one of those levels where she's like main event and nothing else level player in those things so like i knew who she was but i honestly have never seen a match right so like i knew the name so i was like oh, okay and i'd seen the person so like i knew who it was
2: Mm. but neither for me
1: yeah yeah
2: so two Mm. things one is storyline and then two i'll just rant about
1: we've discussed this several times with AEW. if if i'm not jumping the gun on you here that that sometimes they don't do the greatest job of telling us who these people are right when Mm -hmm. when they bring in somebody into the glory hole uh who these people are and sometimes they do sometimes they don't excalibur gave us a more detailed description of the career of the other person you named that, that Jade Cargill whooped up on in 20 seconds, mm-hmm. treated her like a sack of shit. than he did Ty Valkyrie. Now I, I get, if it's Kay Faber watching, he's going to have notes on the person who's actually in the match right. versus the person coming in. So I don't want to hit him too much on that, but it's still, that's what I'm left with in a story is like, I know more about what's her name, right? Mm-hmm. Where she wrestled, what she's done in her career. Then this Taya Valkyrie, I just hear you guys going like, "Oh my God!" But I don't know what she's bringing if I if yeah. I only watch AEW.
2: So the two things one one thing that I I'm I don't like, and I get it to a certain extent, but stop saying it is this position of Jade Cargill has ran through everyone. She hasn't fought Tony Storm. She hasn't yeah. fought uh Britt Baker. She hasn't fought Soraya. She hasn't fought. Or she did nobody fight that's herself. a main
1: eventer no yeah
2: she uh jamie hater she hasn't fought in any- so it's like stop saying she ran through everyone because that's she's not ran fucking through all true. the mid
1: card and undercard
2: right but like say that right say right. everyone at my level i've run in laps around yeah
1: why that am i still at this sense. level like she should that's start it. acting like she doesn't even want the belt anymore and she's trying to give it back to tony Khan. He's like no no you can't do that like right. and she's like bitch i'm you know what i mean like you're trying I'm to hold back my paychecks i need that other title right like that kind of thing
2: yeah, that's kind of the angle that they need to take instead of this. I ran through the division. Yeah. There's like, now, a ton of people you haven't
1: beat. Uh, in the chat, we got Josh Smith, a big longtime fan, friend of the show. He says she's Joe Mo's old lady, which I think I knew that at some point. John Morrison. Who's Jim? John oh. Morrison. Um, mm-hmm. And then Jeffrey Sills says she has a match with Brian Cage on Lucha Underground and she took some serious bumps and hard hits. So there you go. You can check that out if you're unaware. Yeah.
2: I've never seen Lucha Underground. I mean, I've seen clips, so I'm aware of it, and I know that yeah. Ricochet was the babyface and all that, but I don't any
1: you of know, so Which I felt awesome. like would yeah. have been better for him in, in yeah.
0: WWE.
2: Yeah, this yeah,
1: 100%. they would have made it like they would have gave him fuzzy gloves and shit, and and I love it they would have <laughs> gave him wrestling boots with with claws on them <laughs> But yeah, he would have sold a lot of merch. Oh yeah. (laughs)
2: So here's my second thing. And this, I said it on Twitter and I'm gonna say it here. And I think I've said it before, but I'm gonna say it again because I feel like the point still needs to be made. This is the only subculture, the only niche, the only uh, fandom where you're expected to know fucking everything all at the time. You know everything, everywhere, every second of the day. And it's fucking dumb. I even said this. this, this was the example I used on Twitter. Imagine, Tim, we like football, right? Kansas City Chiefs, world champions. Uh, They won the Super Bowl. We love the Chiefs. We love football, right? We love football. We love watching it. We watch it Sunday and Thursday and Monday and sometimes Saturday. And if it's uh, COVID era, we watch it on Tuesday and Wednesday. Like, we watch football, NFL football. But if you were to ask us, hey, what do you think about that CFL starting quarterback from Edmonton? We wouldn't know what the fuck you're talking about. And that's okay because people were like, well, yeah, you're you're a football fan. You're an NFL football fan because that's what we watch. Right. And so when I say I'm a pro wrestling fan, I say I watch AEW and I'm aware of WWE. I'm still a fucking pro wrestling fan just mm-hmm. because I don't know that Ty Valkyrie yeah. was in the Bullet Club in 2016 or whatever. And I'm making that up. Fuck you. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, so it's like, so dumb.
1: I don't want to say I'm, I'm not impressed because if you have an extensive amount of knowledge about the independent wrestling scene, I can be impressed with that. But what it doesn't make you, if you have some advanced knowledge and deep knowledge of the independent wrestling scene over the years, and blah, 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 it doesn't make you like more of a wrestling fan. Again, we're not, there, there's nothing here measurable to be had for the term like wrestling fandom right it, it's personal to everybody what that means to them right so like I, I yeah i get really turned off by the folks who act as though they should be seen in high esteem because they have said extensive knowledge all it means to <laughs> me is you got a lot more fucking free time on mm-hmm. your hands than i do in my goddamn adult life <laughs> to or be you don't
2: have or you don't have that many interests and so also deep i also think
1: your fucking standards are pretty low to watch some of this shit. So, you know. <laughs> well,
2: and that's the other thing too is like for everyone, and I'm not trying to pick on Ty Valkyrie.
1: From she what I understand, she's great. great talent. From what I understand, right. I just haven't awesome. seen. It.
2: But but here's the thing: when people, and no one in the chat, I'm trying to pick on either. So like the the knowledge of her being in. Lucha underground is, is cool. I might go check that out. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: But the inverse of what I said isn't true also. Like just because you have a bunch of knowledge doesn't make you a dork. That's what I was trying to say. Like, I can be impressed if you have a bunch of knowledge and you want to share it with me. Great. But, right,
2: but like, I could also tell you, like, if, if I say, Hey, who's this Ty Valkyrie, right? Like what the fuck? Who's that? And you go, Oh, geez. And then kind of give me that pro wrestling nerd attitude that we all know what I'm talking about, where it's like, Oh God, do you know, if you know anything Well, I can go, hey, motherfucker, Dan the dad is 0-4 and AEW Dark. Did you fucking know that? Because that's what I watch. God damn it. Like, we could do this fucking tit-for-tat thing on fucking day. And so it's like Oh, you watch March Madness?
1: Tell me who was in the Sweet 16 last year, right? Yeah, it's
2: it's like, just shut up. Now, and there's certain levels too, right? There is a certain level when you go like, who's this MJF? And it's like, brother, you've been watching fucking AEW for a year. You should know who MJF is by now. Like, there's a difference, but like to know everything everywhere that, Hey, you know who the Iowa state wrestling champion is? Oh, you know, oh, you fucking idiot. Hey, did you know that the Boston wrestling champion, uh, dropped the title and is going down to uh, North Carolina. Fuck you. Get a TV. Like that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? Go to the real fucking wrestling. But that's why I just, I got aggravated when people were like, Oh, you don't know who it is. And I'm like, say it to my face. I will choke you the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs>
1: But anyway. You can meet me tomorrow at William Crispin High School in Independence Easy. or Wednesday Tuesday, whatever it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'll put five yeah. across your lip. Uh okay. So then Ty Valkyrie gets in there. She uh squares up with Jade. Uh Jade's like, bitch, walks off. And Layla Gray's like, I'm walking off too. I
1: and- will say this: it did look like a comparable sized athlete, right? We did get at least that. We haven't got that with Jade Cargill. She always looks. Like, she's an action figure next to, like, a, army say. man, you know?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't say she's an action figure. Yeah, there right? she is. Yeah. Um, yeah, but also, I'm taking fucking Jade if you were saying this is a real fight. Um, but Tay grabs uh, Layla Gray and does the finisher, which, I, you know, I found out because I didn't fucking know. It's the same finisher that Jade Cargill does. They do the same thing. They call it something different, right? I just thought she was like, huh, look at this. I can do your fucking move. Yeah. Then I found out that that's her move too. <laughs> it's the sharpshooter versus the sharpshooter. Which one's going to win?
0: Uh,
1: uh, the, the thing that struck me as odd about that is all of this was going down. Uh, Jade Cargill was like, bitch, don't touch my friend. But the security was holding her back. Why was security holding her back? From stopping an assault. Why was security not in there trying to stop the assault? That was a big miss for me, right? It was like, hey, if, we, if we you wanted to create a barrier to how Jade couldn't get to Tyra, you could do something else, right? But, like, that, that doesn't make sense. They were protecting an assault. assault happening that was a sanctioned assault on the hands oh. of AEW. Whoever's leading the security... Tyra cool. Valkyrie's got security on her side. Right, hey, she, she's getting the push.
2: i tell you what. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, Jeffrey go- Sills says Tom wants to give wedgies to the IWC, and I think that's true. I, yeah. Hell yeah,
2: brother. A couple fucking, swirlies. Um, God. Look, I used to be a bully in high school, and I don't run away from you that say. fact. I,
1: yeah.
2: I, I'm not, like, proud of it, but I'm also not going to tell you, oh, these bullies, I was them. I fucking did that. It's fucking fun. And so, like <laughs> – yeah, I would totally fucking do that. And look, you can say whatever you want, bad person. I know. But when you fucking really shove someone into a locker and their backpack like goes into their chin and now their head is in this weird position that they can't really breathe
1: that well and you're just yeah. laughing at them, that's fun. I don't give a fuck what you say. You can you can call me a bad person, but you're just going to get a wedgie for your troubles. So yeah! Yeah! If you're yeah. willing to play that game, I oh, got it for man. a couple hours, brother. Oh, my God. I'm not watching any independent so, wrestling, so I got the fucking time. You know what I'm saying? Speaking <laughs> of, this just went into my memory
2: bank going back to William Chrisman. It was actually St. Patrick's Day. Me and my friends skipped school. Side quest here. Me and my friends skipped school, and uh, we decided that we were going to get in my – Well, yeah, fuck you. Who cares? Yeah. School's stupid. Yeah. Um, don't stay in school. It's fucking don't dumb. do stay in school. Um, at least high school. Go to college or trade school. But, you know, me and my friends decided to skip school. And, uh, one of our friends, his girlfriend had a Jeep with like the doors you could take off, you know? Mm. So we're like, we're fucking everyone up today. We filled like 200 water balloons up. Yes. We put mustard in some of them. We put ketchup in some of them. We put water in some of them. And we went to every fucking high school. We went to St. Mary's. Fuck you. We went to fucking Truman. Fuck you. And then we are like, we still got a lot of these water balloons. So we went to our own school, Like, fuck yeah. you, right? And then there was one kid. I'll never forget it. We call him karate kid. Cause he always wore a fucking headband <laughs> with like a, a, a Japanese flag on it. Right. And he was white. So we were like, Hey, karate kid, you karate know, and kid, he was a yeah. fucking dickhead. He was a dickhead like a prime mm, Dick. No one liked him. Mm-hmm. No one liked him. Mm-hmm. Many people said no one liked him. And I was like, guess what I'm fucking doing. So I pissed in one of
0: them. Oh. There you
2: go. And I just fucking, Oh, and I, I hit him with 10 of them because he rode his bike home. And I was like, oh, I knocked him off his bike. Oh, fucking felt
1: great. The statute of limitations. is <laughs> passed on I
2: this. hope not. Come at me, Karate Kid. <laughs> Fuck you up. No, I was bad. That yeah. was, don't do that. But it was fun. Um, So IWC, come on.
1: Don't do that, but it was fun. <laughs>
2: it was fun. Do as I say, I not as say. I do. Yeah. Look, you're going to have to deal with the consequences, which I did. But it was also yeah, you gotta fun. You got to make your own
1: choices in life and live with them. Yeah, but yeah, one exactly. was at the time.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a free country, but there are consequences. So do whatever the fuck you want. Anyhow, let's get back to AEW. Yes. <laughs> so we go backstage and it's absolute Ricky Starks. And he says he's glad Juice Robinson's jealous of him. And that he's he's earned this attention. He beat Jericho. Uh, he's all the best, you know. And he's like, the only thing that Juice did is be a part of the Bullet Club eight years ago, or whatever it is, right? Which is true. I think 2015, yeah. right? That's eight years. Um, and then he says, he alludes to the effect where he's like, stand on your own two feet or bring your friends if you want. Something like that. And that's where, again, we're alluding to the <laughs> bullet club. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Now, this is a controversial segment. I want your opinion on this. So we go to commercial break. We come back. and It is the debut of QTV. And we get a TMZ style vignette where Cutie Marshall is looking at video and Han Solo or whatever the fuck his name is, is talking about Batista and all this shit and Wardlow's. What'd you think of this whole thing?
1: I liked it. Um, I, I don't know how long this can go. Um, I gotta give credit to our, our biggest fan, Cutie Marshall. Um, Love you, Cutie he probably has the comedic chops to make this go for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, it being, listen, I, I like the idea of like that group now having somebody a little more like a Hobbs, right? Somebody that wasn't, as we discussed, you can't have a, like with Stokely, you can't have a stable that are all guys that are dark in elevation, right? It just doesn't really get over the same way. Right. So if this mm-hmm. is like who Hobbs is aligned himself with now, cause he thinks he needs, lackeys right or or something like that then cool um it just wasn't what i thought we were getting right i thought we were getting more of the like i'm kicking down your door to take mm-hmm. what's mine because i'm hobbs and you can't do anything about it um so i think we're maybe taking a little left turn from that but i liked this qt stuff i like that they're like yeah we stole this fucking belt what are you gonna do about it yeah <laughs> Fuck a statute of limitations on that too i like i liked all of it i liked QTV, I I
2: think it has a fun future, assuming you don't, you know, bury it in the ground and make me see it on every fucking episode of Everything You Got, right? I will say this, though. I don't know if Hobbs, Powerhouse Hobbs, needs QTV.
1: Correct. Correct.
2: Because we wanted Powerhouse Hobbs as our TNT champion because fucking Powerhouse Hobbs is cool as shit, and we want to see him throw motherfuckers into the fourth row, right? Like, that's what we wanted. And now it feels like he's the champ, but Cutie is the leader, so Cutie's going to be doing all the talking, and QTV is going to be the angle that just is associated with the TNT championship.
1: Correct. Yeah, I don't think this is doing a lot of favors for the Powerhouse Hobbs aspect of it but I do like have the, the yeah. QTV presentation. Yeah.
2: If I had the pin as I do in my hand here, if you're watching the YouTube stream, I think the way I would have done this is not have Hobbs associated with QTV, but still have QTV doing the, like we stole his fucking belt. He's a nerd. It's warblow. He got his hair cut by someone Joe to work, you know, and like all of that. And Hobbs is just like, Hey, thanks. But like, I don't know you like, yeah. see you.
1: you know? Jeffrey Sill says QD is looking like he's been hitting the plates because those shirts are getting smaller. And let me tell you something. QD, uh, when Quick Trip Marsupio goes to the gym, the plates lift themselves. That's how impressive mm, QT
2: is. You ain't lying. Breach, I'll tell you that much. Come on now. Uh, all right, now we get back into the ring and we get our first ever AEW International Championship match. Champion. Because they just gave it to him. Because they, uh, Shazam'd it from the Atlantic Championship to this. Orange I like Cassidy. the transition he did. Yeah, Shazam! <laughs> there it is. Look at that. It's <laughs> cool. Uh, I don't know what, sh- but did we talk about this last week? Shazam! Yeah. Isn't that the Shaq movie?
1: I think that's Kazam.
2: Okay, that's
1: what I man. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Kazam.
2: Regardless. All right. But he takes on Challenger, Grandpa Jeff Jarrett, and. This match scared the shit out of me, Tim. I was legit yeah. scared that we were going to do Jeff Jarrett as our fucking champion here. Me too, yeah.
1: because I thought hey, that would be prime Jeff Jarrett to be running around the, the world defending this thing too. Um, yeah, I thought for many a times I was like, oh no, good two or three times I remember going like, oh no, I can't look, and thankfully uh, Orange Cassidy held strong. I liked his transition where they've got he comes down with the bag. They've got the new belt out there, so he just takes it, throws it in the bag, and throws the old one out. And he's like, all right. And then he just runs in the ring and then pulls it right back. Hey, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I liked it.
2: Yeah, I, I thought when uh, Jay Lethal took the Golden Globe to Orange Cassidy's mm. head that that, was, that it. was it. And I tell you what, the... International title or international championship is the wet dream for Jeff Jarrett. For him to go to every fucking promotion with a belt around his waist or on his shoulder, do matches with local guys that he has to win against is just like prime global force gold. Remember that fucking <laughs> scam? Uh, like, so I thought it was going to happen. Luckily, it didn't. Now, what does that mean going forward? I don't know. We'll see. Um. All right, then we get a little hype reel for House of Black, which is all fun. Woo, cool. Uh, then we come back and we get a new music video from the Acclaimed right here. You know what I'm saying? A little of this right here. Mm-hmm. But it was good. I will say, and I'll let you share your opinion here in just a second, but like it didn't, it wasn't geared at anyone. So it didn't really hit. It was just, we're the best, we're the people's champs we're going to get those titles again. It's like, okay. What did you think? How'd you feel about this?
1: I, I thought the same thing I was like, we're just like, I was like, Oh, this felt like therapy time <laughs> with the acclaim. It was a, Hey, we're not dead yet. Right? Like we, you know, we're, we're down, but we're not out, which is fine. Right. If that's the statement you need to make right now. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, going back to Jeffrey Sills. He said that last match was fun as fuck. He said, since being with a W, Double J has been awesome. Uh, they lay all his matches out just like this. Tony Khan is threatening the fans with Double J as champ, and I like it. Now, that's kind of fun. But uh, back to this here. Yeah, the Acclaimed, oh, okay. I, I just don't know. I thought we were going to have a longer run with the Acclaimed as the champions, so I thought when they lost it, I thought they would be getting it back quickly. So uh, I'm, I don't know where we go next with it. I'm worried that if we don't do something big with them, we will be forced with something they mentioned in this video where we need to find a new slogan or whatever. You're going to probably have to then because it just won't – it's going to kind of fizzle out instead of, you know what I mean, burning out, if you will.
2: Yeah, they're they're in a weird spot because going out of that pay-per-view tag team championship match, they didn't have a team to pair with, right? It wasn't as if, oh, well, we would have won if – fill in the blank didn't cost us that match. The and that's and why the blade didn't. Yeah. Someone, the best friends came down and they got in our way something. It was just, they lost, they didn't get the pin, right? They didn't take the pinfall, but they lost. And now they're no man's land. Now it's, you better have a fucking fire wrap the next time you come out to get our attention again or something. Because if you don't, I don't know what you do because That's tough, right? So, interesting spot. I'm very intrigued from a non-storyline, just from a high-level overview of what AEW is, where the acclaim go from here. Because in my opinion, my opinion, you got to go back heel. I, fuck the, hey, guys, and Kansas City has great barbecue. Like, don't fucking say that shit next week. Talk shit on Mahomes. St. Travis Kelsey sucked on SNL. Like, fucking make me hate you again. I like that shit, like, that's where you need to get, get the that's heat what endeared coming.
1: us to you in the beginning.
2: Well, and if, and if you don't have anyone to talk about, right, if you don't have the best friends or butcher in the blade, someone like that, then talk shit on the fans, right? Cause you always got them. They're going to be there assuming they sold tickets. Right. And so like talk shit on them to get your heat back. And then you can go like, ah, oh, but we're baby faces. Hey, you know, something. Jeffrey like that.
1: Sills in the chat, which again, everybody's joining the chat. Uh, tell us your thoughts as we do this live. Uh, he says, uh, it was just an appreciation track to the fans for supporting them. They are AEW's New Day. And, ooh, well. Yeah, okay. Well, so I mean, here's that the have, thing. I can have positives and negatives, but.
2: Yeah, what what year are we talking? Are we mm-hmm. talking 2023 New Day?
1: Because I don't yeah. like them. Speaking of the chat, if you can't chat with us live, you can always use hashtag tweet the table. And I feel like an ass right now. Tom. I feel like mm-hmm. an ass because I forgot to mention tweet the table when it was appropriate when we were talking oh. about qtv powerhouse hobs. so i'm gonna bring that up because it's the one we got so i don't want to leave the one that we got hanging because that would be uncouth right yes, so it is from at justin floor he says powerhouse hobs with taz greater than powerhouse hobs with qt hashtag tweet the table and i don't one I don't million know. percent i, I mean yeah. yes depending on what you're trying to tell, right? If you're trying to tell the story of powerhouse Hobbs is powerhouse Hobbs, then yes, Taz is the guy team. Taz is the thing you want to do, right? If we're going a different way with that, I, I could see potentially where powerhouse Hobbs gets in a better storyline or, or spot on the card. Maybe with cutie Marshall in tow.
2: I think, I think I agree with Justin for this reason, when it's, Taz, now not Team Taz, just Taz. Taz just and Powerhouse Taz. Hobbs. Okay. Taz and Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs is the focal point. We are we are drawing all our attention to Powerhouse Hobbs. Taz is saying, look at that fucking guy. Look at that fucking guy, right? When it's this QTV and the kind of the feeling I had after the segment was, it's Cutie Marshall. You want to fuck with me? Powerhouse Hobbs, get here. And then Powerhouse Hobbs stands in the way and it's like, well, that's Wardlow, right? Like that's, we've done that before. That's, that's J.K. Yeah. That's big bill. You know? So I agree with you. We're like, we could get some really interesting stories, right? Especially if it's TMZ style and we're getting peeks behind the curtain. Like uh, what was that back in the day in WWE GTV? Remember when like big shows pissing on Al Snow or whatever it was, you know, if we want to do that stuff, it will elevate him more than just Taz is talking about the monster but i think he gets lost in the shuffle in that way so yeah it's a double-edged sword where it's yeah. like you want to be the focal point awesome right now I'm you're on say, elevation
1: right now i would say greater than or equal to
2: mm-hmm. How about that mm-hmm. yeah let's see but but yeah right after the jump i would say the presentation of who powerhouse Hob- hobbs is i would prefer team Taz. yeah but,
1: i'm a little interested uh, we're going this way but we discussed yeah. that already. Back to the back to the chronological back. order of AEW Dynamite. While you're doing that, uh, while you're listening, if you want to take a break <laughs> or while you're listening along, you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees, search for Spanish Announce Table and pick up a shirt. Uh, or you can always just give us some money. You can donate us some money. We have a cash app, Spanish Announce Table. You can go to spanishdownstable.net and click the Donate button to our PayPal Donate links. They can just give us some money.
2: Side quest. Money. Side quest. Mm. I will say this about the T-shirt. If you don't like us, I get it. There's a lot of people don't like me. Oh, we
1: totally get it if you don't like us. Yeah, Yeah,
2: we totally get it. But like, (laughs) I will tell you this. For as many times as Tim and I have worn that shirt in Mm. public, we at least get two to five comments. Oh, that's a cool shirt. What is that? That's Mm -hmm. a cool shirt. So if you're one of the people like me where – I don't necessarily do the best walking up and talking to someone. That's why I use my clothing for someone to come talk to me. And I'm like, Hey, yeah, fuck you. Come to me. There you go. The shirt's going to fucking draw attention. So if you like that shit, I'm going to yeah. say get the t-shirt. Cause people will say that's a cool. You're
1: wearing one shirt. of the old designs that we don't have. Old designs. Come on. Anymore yeah. sweatshirt. Come on. It's yeah. warm too. If somebody right. has some unique asks. There's ways we can get some other stuff. If you got some ideas, send them my way. Maybe I can make something happen for the right, you know, amount come on of, and the shipping and handling and whatnot, but perhaps mind. some oh. way. Some some stores that we no longer may put up on the website might still be active that I might be able to squeeze something out of. Ooh. We'll do that for special fans if you got a special. Tableshow at gmail.com. Come.
2: come on with it. Alright, so let's get back to it. Um, after the Acclaim music video, The Outcasts come out.
1: The Outcasts. Not the outsiders, the outsiders, the outcasts, the outcasts, and with okay. dx green spray paint.
2: Yeah, and, and look, I will give them this: is yes, outcast, outsiders, green spray spray paint. That's dx, but the saving grace so far is they ain't lying, right? So Tony Storm gets on the mic here, and she's like This fucking company called me an interim champion, a fucking interim champion. And then when I go up against your favorite girl right now, Jamie Hader, that bitch cheats and you cheered it. So fuck you. And it's like, yep, totally understand why you don't like us right now. That is 1 million percent on point. So for as much as the, yeah, frivolous kind of details of this story goes, it's not great, but the heart, the like meat and potatoes of what we're telling is spot on. I think Ruby Soho uh, did a great job telling her story of like, you you cheered me when I uh, lost to Britt Baker. You booed me when I beat Chris, Chris Statlander and then Tony Storm talking about interim champ and all of that. It's like, I totally understand their motivation.
1: I like this promo strictly for we have two new sound clips that we get to use. For the next year and a half probably right easy oh, we man. we got um soraya she said she got fined for this one
0: i don't expect even less from a bunch of neckbeard stinky twats
1: <laughs> which is just so fun anytime somebody's giving a shit you know these people on twitter mad at you well, for, yeah. for not knowing who tyra valkyrie is you just you know you just hit I them with the expect- a-
2: of neckbeards
1: stinky twats so we're gonna use that for at least the next three years here but you were wrong about tony storm grabbing the mic and saying what she said because she started it with this golden nugget right here listen
0: up fat people i just (laughs) i lost
1: it i was laughing in my corner of the room watching on my phone i rewinded it i was like that's great i love that that is and that's good right yeah
2: We are, we're fat most of us, yeah. you know. Just there, I realized, the
1: brevity of it all. it Wasn't like you yeah. fat, out of shape, you know, uh Canadian sweat hogs. I mean, it yeah. was just it was just this.
0: Listen up fat people.
2: It, it was it was said in a way that wasn't meant to be insulting, but it just a matter of fact.
1: Right, it was like, "Hey, all you fat people." <laughs> and <bad> people, <laughs> like, and oh, everyone I mean, kind of went like everyone looked around talking about us."
2: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, So they come out and again, like I said, they're they're telling their story of why they don't fucking like AW and their homegrown women's division. And again, it's spot on. Everything is checking out. Then we get uh, how does this happen here? Uh, They're going through to oh, and then Team DMD run through. So in their Canadian uh tuxedos all all
1: denim here they Britt were Baker full Canadian tuxedo They were yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't here catch comes that Britt Baker
2: good. and uh Jamie Hader. I think they did it on purpose which is a great touch like yeah. good for you and uh they come down and they're trying to fight these three women and the three women three on two they have the advantage so then they take on uh Britt Baker and Jamie Hater and they win the advantage because again numbers and uh what happens here? Oh, they uh, they go to do the spray paint again. And then here comes Rio, sky blue. And then this is the best episode of Dynamite because we got Willow Nightingale.
1: Yeah. Uh, I liked this. And, and Jeffrey Sills in the chat echoes something that I think I kind of felt too. He says, Regular Rio, not a fan. Lead pipe Rio, supermark for her. <laughs> like, yes, that's what Rio needs to be, you know what I mean? Like a weapon toting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. Yeah, I think this is this is I think we're getting this, we're going to blood and guts, right? Is is where we're going with this. Yeah. I have a question. Uh. for the audience, for the listening audience, for the
2: YouTube chat, who you, whoever. Where's akaro shida mm. Wasn't she the crux of this whole fucking thing when Saraya says I have maybe a... maybe
1: Rio's the fill in because Sheeta had something else to do?
2: I don't know. I don't what
1: know. do you think?
2: Yeah. Or is she gonna be the one?
1: Yeah. Ooh, she could be the one. She could be the one that turns. Yeah, I don't think that's as good. Cause we're doing. Cause they've got five, so the outcasts got to pick up two more, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of wild speculation think, on the uh, on the internet these days about who that is, of course, but time will tell.
2: Oh God, are you saying the person is gonna be at Comic Con this weekend with Kevin Nash?
1: Nope. Uh. No, a lot of people were discussing the name change of the Bella Twins this week. The Bella Twins announced they are not the Bella Twins now. They are the Garcia Twins. They have left WWE to pursue their other things. They were like, hi, I'm Nikki Garcia. And, yeah, I'm Brie And we know they got into a little bit of a tiff over, like, the latest Raw 40, whatever the fuck they did, where they were like, hey, you didn't talk about any women. The fuck you, you know what I mean? And they were like, fuck, you know? So could we get on the outcasts come out the garcia twins mm. and of course yeah, you cause... still have you know miss monet out there skirting around and then naomi could you know so the those two are being speculated and again this is all under the speculation that we're gonna get this five on five battle for blood and guts which i do feel like that's where we're going but
2: yes i i feel like even if it's not blood and guts, it's some type of gang warfare, right? Bragging Whatever rights. that match, yeah, bragging yeah. rights. Whatever that match will be, right? Yeah. So really, Nikki and Brie said they're we're done with WWE. What
1: yeah, they, talent they do they have a, to they do anything else? They did a tweet saying they didn't even really address. It. They just did a tweet. They were like, "Hi, I'm Nikki Garcia. This is my sister Brie Garcia. We'd like to introduce you we're to ourselves. We're the Garcia twins, and we're starting our new chapter. Of what? Uh, you know they do to to, to whatever credit you know you, we can say they got put on this platform to do it because of wrestling and wwe but they now have business ventures that they do you know because that's what happens when you're rich and you have access to capital as you start you know turning it into other into other capital you know club you're not in it what anymore, they
2: but they yeah. got a podcast probably
1: oh they yeah they do all the live fucking you know live instagramming live things and all that shit
2: because one of them married and has a baby with mm. uh the dancing with the stars
1: yep. guy right yeah nikki because Bree's married to brian danielson
2: right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, now he has to go home that's where i would like well the whole in the story of him going home because he's putting his family you know or he's putting wrestling after his family kind of falls apart if his wife just shows up and starts being like hey! i'm gonna kick some ass
2: yeah like,
1: <laughs> i'm ready to honey. punch a bitch's teeth out
2: I was looking for the girls and
1: I couldn't find you.
2: Yeah, that would be, that would be interesting. Um, yeah, they are talentless hacks. That's going to be interesting what they do. They have no talent. They can't even do wrestling that well. I will argue that till my dying day. They were never good at anything. Anything. Anyway, um, we go got a break and come back and 2.0 cuts a promo. And they said, hey, we love that rap music. We are rap fans yeah kind of sound entertaining yeah and then how about on friday well we show you what entertainers do you guys have been denying us and we don't like it
0: so i'm yeah.
1: gonna
2: show you what we're about yeah. what do you think happens here
1: i i don't know i mean i yeah, I don't know how this ends here but i love 2.0 so anytime i can get them on my tv i'm happier right daddy magic makes my nipples hard I put that yeah. on the internet i put that on the internet yeah. I said that out loud to I mean, I reviewers. don't remember viewers. Go sign it. it yeah. Millions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, it's 2023, okay. right? Don't judge me. Yeah. Well, yeah adults.
2: Exactly. <laughs> uh, after that, we get Ray Phoenix cuts a quick promo and he says, Hey, Will Hobbs, you have an open challenge. I'm going to kick your ass. And that seems fun. Ray Phoenix does the best kind of lucha I like, where it's a little bit of hold handing, but it's a lot of, I'll just run the ropes by myself and kick you in the face. And it's like, I like that. That's fun. So him with Powerhouse Hobbs, who says, you know, what my favorite thing to do is break your fucking back. Throw a motherfucker. I
1: like that. That's yeah. going to be
2: fun on Friday night. Yeah, again, he's going to get thrown.
1: Yeah, right? oh, of course. Oh. And again, we like a rising this. Phoenix getting thrown Ooh. into the sun.
0: Ooh. Look at you. Oh, yeah. come right. on. Yeah. Feed that. Mm.
2: Look at that
0: You better feed that line to Excalibur. Come
2: on now. Yeah. Uh, All right. And now, sorry, uh, we have our main event.
1: The main event.
2: House of Black, Brody King, Buddy Matthews, Malachi Black, Mm -hmm. champions, taking on the Jericho Appreciation Society, Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, Sammy Guevara, taking on the elite, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. The AEW trios championship is on the line and holy of fuck. Did they fit 10 pounds of awesomeness in a five pound yes. bucket? Cause they did a lot of shit here.
1: Something that stuck out to me in this match. And it's about it being a trios match. I kind of stumbled upon something that I I don't think I'd ever really, you know, batted around in my brain here with tag teams. We've seen various styles of tag teams, right? Oftentimes I think the most successful tag teams are the guys are a similar look, Right. They, you know, and I'm not even just talking gear, but like they kind of at least have similar build. They, whatever. Right. It looks more matchy matchy. We have seen some tag teams where one guy's a big bastard and another guy's a small guy. I don't feel like those over time work as well as the tag teams where people are more, you know what I mean? hmm Same thing. Right. Yeah. You're complimentary. Right. With the trios, this feels more right. Where like Brody King is like the center on the basketball team uh, March Madness on the brain and he gets in and nobody's getting to the rim, right? Like no, like he's the equalizer. And then the other two guys come in and start doing their thing. So I think that's more fun with the trios. If, and I do think we're getting, they kind of hit it here at the end after this match, there's a, a bit of a focus now on this trios division. It feels so like
2: that's the, that's where I want to go first mm-hmm. is it definitely feels like we've said, Hey, tag team division, let's just uh, put pause on you for a quick 2nd we're gonna go to this trios thing and build up all the fucking trios we can mm-hmm. think of: Blackpool Combat Club, Dark Order, Jericho, Elite, The House of Black, Best Friends in Orange Cassidy. Like we're getting mm-hmm. every fucking team we can yep. think of, and that's gonna be the focal point of AEW. Which
1: Tim, Tom, and oh, Eddie Kingston, right? Like just oh my god, trios.
2: I would fight with Eddie <laughs> Kingston until my dying <laughs> breath. Just me and him. Which might be just- quick. <laughs> but just putting our backs to the wall yeah. and just fucking throwing it like we're Lee Murray. Look that up if you want to. Google Lee Murray and you'll know what I'm talking about. Lee Murray Tito Ortiz. Look that up. It's a great story. And I'm fucking. Heading, 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 uh, heading, heading, heading. Oh, that'd be so great. And we'd just be yelling cuss words the entire oh, time. Yeah. Oh you, ah.
1: yeah oh, you fucking son. of Yeah. Fucking. Oh. Yeah. You fucking, fucking jerk. Fucking son of a fucking mother. <laughs> how's your father
2: so here's what i'll say though so th- that's what i agree with you this there seems to be a main focus on trios yeah. right well
1: and, and my point about that is like i think we can get these unique i don't know, call them pairings because there's mm-hmm. triplings uh, <laughs> that's where i think this can get a little more interesting even
2: well and here's where i think it's interesting is look wwe does tag teams right impact does tag teams Make your gimmick like it was with TNA back in the day as the X division. Make your thing the trios. Like we have tags. That's cool. But we're really the trios company. Yeah. Where that's what you that. That
1: gimmicks. can make you stick out. Yeah, that's your TNA yeah. X division, if you will. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey Sills brought up here in the chat where if Eddie Kingston is not available, we can have a different third man.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Fucking gauge, man. I wish I would have brought my pizza cutter with me. Oh, my God. Cause I like that fucking energy that gauges. I
2: love man. your fucking energy. I love your fucking energy. God, that was the coolest <laughs> moment of my life. Oh man. I've never been, oh, I, I thought, thought so you guys cool. were going to
1: make out or go rob a bank together. One of the two things was going to happen. Maybe
2: both. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I would have said yes to either. Yeah. I don't what, what are you gonna tell him? no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just take me in your arms. I don't care what you do. Just whatever you want. Uh yeah, Nick fucking
1: Gage. You were like, you're oh. so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh yeah, fucker. Okay. I love how we uh, conned our way to being first in line and then not really having to pay for the. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We we're like, look, all we got is twenty bucks, and he was like, it's supposed to be like eighty, and he's like, all right, fuck it, just give it to me. Hurry up, let's go we got a yeah. line. Let's
0: go.
2: All right. Okay.
0: Right. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. Loved it.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> the one thing though that I will say, going back to this match, the one thing that I will say about this match. That is a little bit difficult. If you if you want it to be your thing, I think that's important. I think that's really cool. However, you got to have the announcers or the ref signal who the fucking legal person is. Because there was a lot of like, so why are they beating up on Guevara? I thought it was Garcia. Okay, so now we're beating up on Nick Jackson. But I thought it was Brody King. Like yeah, It was like a little
1: more loose, which is already a bit of a knock on people from the outside of AEW fandom.
2: And they say, funny. like, hey, like, man,
1: the rules are pretty loose there, right, in match.
2: Yeah, Which- and I don't necessarily don't like that. Like, that's fine. It's pro wrestling, right? There's undead wizards. Like, make it be whatever the fuck you want. I'm just saying, give me some focus, like, because I don't know what I'm looking at. I'm like, so oh, that's just, oh, now he's pitting them? Oh, why? He's not counting? Okay. But now he's pinning them. Now they are, like... That's where I just need to be told. Like, yeah, this shit moves quick for me, man. I'm not, I'm not on that TikTok and all that bullshit. Like, I need to be fucking told what to do. Follow sometimes. us
1: on TikTok while you still can, while it's still legal here in the United States. We're at Spanish announce table. In, I don't know another week
2: or so. Why? What's that Oh, they're what's trying to ban too? it.
1: They're trying to ban TikTok in the United States. The Congress is well, like who's passing that Congress. They told their Chinese. They told TikTok to like the Chinese investors that own them need to sell their stock or else they're going to ban it in the United States.
2: Well, they ain't going to do that. Who do they sell to? Oh, Elon Musk, motherfucker. Look
1: at somebody.
2: Oh, they're fucking gonna, yeah. Oh, want to be Zuckerberg? Cool
1: oh, Zuckerberg led this charge. He's the one lobbying to, to make this happen.
2: Well, hey, look, I don't I mean, we can get into a bigger conversation. Capitalism kind of sucks. But if you're gonna live in capitalism, might as well fucking step on everyone if you're I mean, gonna I be guess, the yeah. king of the hill. But, so yeah. follow us on
1: TikTok while it's still legal.
2: There you go. Ooh, that kind of feels dirty. Ooh.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: We might send you we might send you a TikTok stories. So ooh, yeah. what's that gonna look like?
1: Yeah. Send you some unsolicited TikToks. Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's the name of this episode. Right. Unsolicited
1: TikToks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Um, all right. So basically the, the gist of this match is Kenny Omega is from Winnipeg and Chris Jericho is from Winnipeg. And isn't that cool? Hat. Yeah, and then that cool? They're fucking in the ring together. They are teasing this, and Brody King is, like you said, the Patrick Ewing in the middle saying, ain't no one fucking touching this rim, or Akeem Olajuwon, I'm blocking everything that you're trying to put up. And then they see Jericho and Kenny team up, and then they fight each other and team up. And then we get all the craziness, and through kind of strategy, which is kind of cool to actually see, Death Triangle get the victory on Daniel Garcia. Now that's not where the story stops. But I
1: say you said death triangle. There's oh, another
2: trio. Yeah, there's another trio. Yes, House of Black. I apologize. I mean, kind of the same thing. Oh, they already had a feud. Yeah, yeah the actual spooky yeah. group. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. House of Black. I apologize. Yes. yes. Uh House of Black gets the victory by doing some strategic uh moves and um counters, and they pick up the victory on Daniel Garcia, but that is not. Where the story ends mm-hmm. because we get a shot during this match of backstage, it's Johnny Hungy, Reynolds, and Hangman beating up on the Blackpool Combat Club. Credits Excalibur telling us Eve Luno and Stu Grayson are in the fucking hospital. So that's why it's three on three. It should be five on three, but it's not because two of them are in the fucking hospital. So we see a backstage fight scene with those guys. And then as this match ends, that spills out to the ring and we get Blackpool Combat Club and Dark Order and Hangman beating up on each other, all that stuff. And Hangman gets into the ring and now he's by himself because the Elite, they've rolled out to the outside. J.E.S., they're done. So they roll out to the outside. House of Black one, so they're going up there. So... uh Hangman goes up into the ring, says, like, come on, let's fucking fight in this ring. I feel comfortable here. And then the Blackpool Combat Club goes, oh, yeah, this will be great. Yeah. And the three of them stand up on the apron.
1: They're licking their chops like they're like, oh, we're going to murder this guy.
2: And Hangman, Hangman's like, I'm going to go out on my shield. I'm going to go out on my cowboy hat. This is cowboy shit right here. This is what we do. This is cowboy shit. Unbeknownst to him, though, the elite come up. And say we got us back. And then this is the coolest part of the whole episode, I thought, is the elite come up, Blackpool Combat Club goes, Oh, that's four on three. I don't like that. And so they say, eh, Maybe not. maybe right. later, right?
1: They're like, all right, bitch.
2: And Hangman does not know. Like I said, unbeknownst to him, he's like, Fight me. And why aren't you fighting me?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's kind of like, this. what I'm here. Like, what
2: do want? We- yeah. and then he turns and we go fade to black. That was it. We don't yeah. even know what he did. Like because of camera phones and all that we know but like in the show we don't know if he punched them hugged him, kissed them high-fived him. we don't know we don't because yeah, we it went know. to fade to black right i thought that was a great touch what yeah. do you think of all
1: this i stuff? i think i liked that we don't know albeit i am going to go out on a limb and say given the track record i don't think we were supposed to go out like that i think we were supposed to see a little bit further beyond mm. what happened and they ran out of time okay um But neither high nor there. I think it worked, right? I don't think it ruined anything. If they would have, like, started beating his ass, then we would have missed out on the thing. But I don't think that's where we're going. And like Jeffrey Sills says in the chat here, he says... Listen up, fat people! uh, He says, everyone talking about the bloodline, the best story in forever. Uh, Oh, talking about the bloodline, like it's the best story in forever. They must have forgot about Hangman and the Elite. I'm so amped up! And yes, I am so amped up to see us revisit this um i it just it i i love the hangman right i love this cowboy shit i love his storyline that we've been getting and i'm interested to see what the next chapter is here with this sort of because last we left him it was like a all right we've been fucking battling you but like we get it we're proud of you we're just gonna go fucking do our thing and we're not friends but we're just you know what i mean we're gonna go do our thing
2: well let me stop you there that was not the elite who said that yeah well that was That was just the Young
1: Bucks.
2: We still have this, you know, old term here, hanging Chad of Of, Kenny Omega lost his fucking championship to the hangman. hangman. And
1: we still have guys like Don Callis hanging around, right? Who Mm -hmm. would be like, hey, no, fuck that guy, Kenny. (laughs) And go
2: back, go back to last week when Kenny Omega was going to cut a promo on Chris Jericho and Don Callis takes the mic away from him. And is like, hey, I'll talk for you. Don't worry about this shit. So, and again, they love the details of their story, which makes it really fun for us. If you if you, they they pay it off for long time viewers of this storyline, because the thing that I thought of instantly, two things. One, well, Kenny Omega is not the old Kenny Omega that Hangman took out. So, what will his whole position be on this? Because again, he lost his championship to him. It wasn't just a match; he lost the championship, right? The second thing is we've still never addressed when Kenny Omega did his backstage promo where he's like, "I got to get surgery." Hey, everyone, you know Young Bucks got it, and Adam Cole's like, "No, no, no, I got it. I, we're good." Like, I got it. And Kenny Omega was not aware of the Young Bucks giving the old nod to Hangman to give him the Buckshot lariat. So does that come back into the story and say, like, I hope it all does? And that's what yes. I'm saying. If, if Kenny Omega goes, wait a minute. Don Callis just showed me the fucking video at the end when I lost to Hangman. Yeah. What were you guys doing? I think
1: this would be a great story for all of that to play out to buy time for the Hangman to keep him in this main event level where he's like a premier story on the show, but it doesn't have to be going after a title, right? So now we can still have mm-hmm. like MJF doing his MJF things and we don't have to kind of have that like who's in the pecking order, right? Kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Cause I think that's two of your best some of your stories going on here, right? Is MJF just being your worst person imaginable in the entire AW world. And then you've got hangman being, you know what I mean? We all, we all want him to see the potential we see in him, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't. Right. Look, I know earlier
2: we, we started this uh, recap talking about the four pillars and I would like to bring to everyone's attention that hangman is only 31. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about
1: pillars. I would swap out Guevara for Hangman every time.
2: 1 million percent. That is a pillar. Hangman was in the first main event. I mean, we can go through his laundry list of accolades, but he is a fucking pillar. So that's here nor there. He's one of the best stories
1: they've had over the years. He's
2: been the best story. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Cowboy shit, right? Cowboy shit. So this is what I wrote down and I, I wanted to get your feedback on this. So. As we left the episode, Hangman turns around, what the fuck's the Elite doing? So now we've got skeletons in our closet. We've got hard conversations to have, right? What does that all look like? Right now, we don't fucking know, but that's awesome. Well, let's look on the other side of that. On the other side of the apron was the Blackpool Combat Club. And what do you see with them? You see that they're outnumbered. That's four on three.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, as we mentioned earlier, what are you doing with Brian Danielson? And is this the story where Blackpool combat club pull him out of the dumps and says, Hey, did you forget you're the fucking best in the world? And we get a Rocky Four montage of this motherfucker carrying trees on his back and punching women in the face. And he's like, I'm a man. You know, like, is that what happened?
1: He's a man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's the interesting part. On the other side of the apron is we have this fourth member of the Blackpool Combat Club who's God. crying in his beer that he doesn't know what to do next. So
1: because it all fits with the canon and the storytelling here, it would be cool if we could get Regal loan back, or him telling Daniel how to be a man. Yeah, <laughs> like just, one, what? just give me a couple of weeks yeah, of him just- doing the the woodsman training out there in yes. Aberdeen, Washington, that he needs. That would be perfect. <laughs> right for Let's get
0: but it. But just
2: think of, think of the dichotomy. It's so fucking cool mm-hmm. because, again, I'm going off on all these tangents. But this is how excited I am about the storyline because, like uh, Jeffrey Still says, this is awesome, right?
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: go back to, the original elite implosion, right? It was
1: Hangman
2: who was I don't know. Are you guys really my friend? I don't know. Me, me, me. Now you go to Blackpool Combat Club and that's Danielson.
1: Well, but what's also happening with the Hangman and the Elite is we can revisit that, right? Where he's like, are you guys really my friends? Are we really fr-? You know, you guys are friends, not me, right? And they were like, well, then fuck you then. We're not friends. Um, the whole time that was happening, his current friends who are still there by his side and have been right or die have been like, we're your friends, man. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're kind of like friends. And it's like, Hangman, you can't. ah. Uh. For as much as we love you, you still, you've got some flaws, pal, that like you can't see what the the folks that love you are right in front of you. It's the pretty ex-girlfriend,
2: right? It's the toxic pretty ex-girlfriend where you're like, I get it, guys, but like, I think this time we're really in love. And everyone's like, no, no, you're fucking not. She burnt down your house last time. Like, get away from her. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. And I really appreciate it. Like, I really value you. It just gets me more. But we got uh-uh. dinner plans tonight and like, I mean, come on. I really got to follow through on that. And you're
0: like,
1: God damn it! Yeah, I like I've know? been here before. <laughs> yeah, <maybe laughs> I distinctly I remember to. telling a friend, I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to go eat dinner tonight with somebody. And they were like, Jesus Christ. And I was like, what? And they were like, don't. And I'm like, no, I didn't even tell you who. And they're like, you didn't fucking have to. <laughs> yeah, win it, win it, win it. Your tone said it all.
2: And yeah, so where does the dark order come in this? Because now do they flip the script and say... Hey, fuck you then, pal. It's either us or them. And if you choose them, we're going to really be the Dark Order. You're going to really see a Dark Order side that you may not want to see. And then Actual what do they dark do with the
1: blackpool? Order?
2: What, what if the... Oh, my God. Think of this. This is getting fun, right? This is where it's all speculation. Fast forward if you want. But like I think this is the funnest part of Spanish now. Just think of this. What if the Blackpool Combat Club just kind of whisper in the Dark Order's ear and it's like, hey you know why we were kicking your ass the entire time we see potential i think you guys need to come the blackpool combat club way
1: and then john johnny hunky's like i do got big arms if you learn the combat way you could bring some real order to the darkness right like just kind of, yeah you guys you guys that's the missing piece yeah that's that's why we both if they start gaslighting People to the their side order. by just saying, like, just anybody, right? They could do this with Dark Order, and then another storyline where they gaslight people and to be like, no, no, remember, like, we're the guys who are trying to, like, train the youth because we see potential in you, and they're mm-hmm. using them against another opponent and breaking friendships apart by gaslighting people. That would be fucking great.
2: Yeah, because if they become the wedge in between Hangman and Dark Order, and then Hangman, just by process of elimination, has to go with the elite, and then we got Kenny Omega saying, like, you Maybe ain't
1: with us turns on that, yeah and he's left again in no man's land
2: and then go back to the all-out pay-per-view that we were at for the inaugural trios championship and what was it it was hangman screwed up hit the buckshot on john silver the young bucks hold him and watch kenny omega pin john silver for the elite to become the first ever trios champions we got to revisit that shit too
1: yeah, we were there. Floor seats.
2: Oh. oh. And I just mm-hmm. don't you I just love want to this. play some music. I yeah, love it. Yeah, just play some music and make your brain go yeah, everywhere. I love yes.
1: how we ended this because it just felt like it was that. It was that cliffhanger cliffhanger of what happens next. I'm so excited.
2: Well, and also the, the crazy thing is going into this episode. This is where I think AEW storytelling can do really great things. Is this perfect example? Is we go into this episode going, like, really, guys, like we're fucking doing Hangman and John Moxley, like still. And by the end of it, we're going Hangman and the Elite fucking versus the Blackpool Combat Club. And everyone's like, Hell yeah, brother. And we're like, Hell yeah. And now we fucking are all in again. You know, yeah. like that's that's a fucking
1: Genius to do you know what else we failed to mention was we got an appearance from the shock master. Uh, oh, in yeah, this right episode.
0: Here.
1: <laughs> right? like, yeah, how fun was that? This is another thing about like why I like AW versus the other side of the fence. There is that guy in the crowd, they would have avoided him as much oh, as possible,
2: put they him on the other side yeah. of the camera. We're not showing you, even him. if a,
1: even if a wrestler went over and definitely they would have not have even yeah. sold it at all. They wouldn't have well, it wouldn't well, if you all. recall.
2: They the when the rock came back during his John Cena thing, he's like, I'm a break character. I was told I can't do this, but here's the Macho Man and Holgan and Undertaker. Yeah. And it's like, hey, really? You were Yeah, really? You're told not fun? Well, there to was always stories that they the were
1: fun? moving, folks. And I'm like, Yeah, people are there showing you that like they came to your event, they dressed up for it almost like it's Comic-Con. And then mm-hmm. this was like that meant they put a lot of time in the thing, and you're showing the fans that, like, no, no, we don't want that. We want that. We don't want fun side. We
2: want, we want generic, we want. We want the pandemic where you guys were just faces on a screen. That's what we uh, really would love,
1: but shout out to the guy playing the shockmaster knew the spot, right? Just casually putting the hand out like it's gotta be hard to see in that mask, right? And he's just like, hope oh. this works <laughs> like and then, sure enough
2: and i'm not I'm not trying to body shame anyone, but let's just be real to be a fat guy with no shirt on and a vest in Canada, yeah, you got your gotta be hanging tough. out. That's got to be tough. Yeah. <laughs> so, salute to you for yeah. fucking being the shockmaster all night.
1: Yeah. Jeffrey Sill says AEW is the fun promotion, and we are the fun podcast. So we want you to subscribe, like, share this video with your friend (parentheses s) however many you got. Uh, follow us on TikTok. We'll send you some unsolicited <laughs> TikToks, as we said. Um, buy a shirt. Do all the things. If you're in the KC area, meet us in Independence. Next Wednesday
0: or A-W Tuesday
1: Dinerite, or Tuesday go to William Christmas High School and see Tom dunk on the big show, Satnam sing, all of them. He's gonna stack the young bucks like kids in a long trench coat on a cartoon, and he's gonna dunk over both of them. It's gonna be great. And we will well, Tom will talk about it next week because I'll be on vacation right here on the Spanish Announce Table.
0: The Spanish Announce Table.